0: So today, check it out, we have Esprit Devora. she happens to be in town, this is good for us, I get to hang out with her, you get to listen to nonsense, uh, we, we get to explore what makes her the girl that gets it done, that's how she's known, uh, she's been, she runs We Are LA Tech, and everyone in LA, in the tech industry knows her. She's a connector, she's a positive woman, she's a positive influencer, and yeah, we get to hang out with her. I can't believe it, but you were happening to be here just for a day, like why are you here?
1: Uh, okay, so I was telling Robbie that I, your ex- producer extraordinaire. Yes. That, <laughs> um, Then I have been really inspired by this project called 90 Days to MoMA. Uh, It's 90daystomoma.com, and it's a tech entrepreneur turned full-time artist that is hacking in to the SF art scene and trying to be in SF MoMA within 90 days. So he had a videographer move into his house that he found off Craigslist, shoot his life every single day, and they edit an episode every single day to air the next day at noon. And so he had his first art opening, and I flew into town for that. And then tonight he has a show at um, an art organization called Raw that's apparently a big deal in the art scene. And I couldn't miss it because now I'm so invested in the journey. It's something like day 46 or 47, and I just want to see him get in MoMA.
0: (laughs) Okay, do you think it's going to happen?
1: It has to happen. It has to. It has to happen. When you put that much... When you put that much positivity, and I don't know if you believe in the secret and stuff like that, but when you put that much, like, good heart, one of my favorite books is The Alchemist. Okay. And The Alchemist says, like, if you have the right heart and mission and purpose behind it, the whole world will conspire to make your dreams a reality. And I think that he's doing that on a daily basis. So, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope I'm doing that on a daily basis. My stuff
0: too. <laughs> well, you have done so many things. I mean, you yeah. have like a, a a resume that needs more pages. Yeah. So you like <laughs> your first your first business? What was it? Oh, I wanted to ask you: Are you Patty Safe? Do you know what that is? No. What is Patty Safe? It's a, I was a scuba diver. This was your first. <gasps> oh my before. gosh! You know.
1: So okay, what's so funny? Okay, my first company. was like a little. Yeah. Quote, like Patty
0: Safe. Okay. It means you were trained. You You can now go with scuba diving.
1: So no. Well I I
0: don't know. know. So
1: here's the funny story. So my scuba diving business was I mean, I guess kind of my first tech business. Mm -hmm. And um I sold scuba diving accessories. It was called Dive Tonight. And um and I didn't know anything about scuba diving. I was a receptionist at Sunseeker Yachts and one of the yacht brokers, a successful yacht broker, had this hobby business on eBay Oops. to sell scuba diving accessories and just was bored by it. He's like, would you like it? I bought off of him all of his accessories in his shop and I started scuba, I'd never been scuba diving. I knew mm-hmm. nothing about scuba diving. Yeah. And I put them all in my living room, all these like scuba diving masks and you know filters. I don't know what I owned at that point. And I just built a website, taught myself how to build a website and um, started sharing it and like, and selling it. And it was, um, I call it, you know, they say starter wife or starter house. This was my starter business. Oh, like, my God. It's, where, it's where I learned how to... I've
0: never heard starter wife. Oh, yeah. Started... Starter husband, <laughs> that's, starter... That's hilarious.
1: Husband. So, um, yeah. Like, so, this was my starter business. I learned customer service. Mm-hmm. I learned um, tech. I learned how to build a website. I learned social media. This is um, before MySpace was out. I've been building tech companies since I was a teenager. So, it's like everything... Like, I just... It was a... I mean, I didn't know it at the time. I learned warehousing. I learned fulfillment. I learned... learned Inventory, like, I just, yeah. it was my starter business. That's great. And then I went on to build a real business. <laughs> I mean, it was, but... So yeah. tell me
0: all about uh, all about Tech LA. We, we, are, we are LA Tech. tech.
1: Yeah, We're everybody talking. does that. So our hashtag, not ours, our city's hashtag is yes. Tech LA. So I get that all the time because I think... You know the brain just absorbs what we see all the time. So, um, but it's We Are LA Tech, and I started it in 2012 as a community project. Yes. And uh, I just created a video series to kind of spotlight some of the tech companies. That the scene wasn't like it is today. It's thriving. People are moving to LA in droves to like start their tech companies there. In 2012, it was so cool and so intimate. And so, the heart of We Are LA Tech is kind of bringing back that intimacy and that connectivity we had yes. in the early days and because now the city is so I mean Los Angeles in general is so spread out with downtown and Pasadena mm-hmm. and Venice and Santa Monica. But like I think as tech entrepreneurs and the tech community, we should be really connected. And so that's what we are LA Tech does. We try to like unite together in a really authentic way. Yeah. So
0: where are the people moving? Like where in LA, like physically, what, what neighborhoods, where are people kind of well, to coagulating? too many people
1: are moving to Santa Monica.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Is that where you live? Yeah.
1: I live in Santa Monica. I was telling Robbie like years ago, like you go park, no problem. And now it's so hard to find a parking spot. It's just crazy. And it's like, I know this happens in San Francisco all the time. It's like the tech, the tech people like move everyone else out. It's a problem.
0: <laughs> are they doing that there?
1: I feel like there's feeling, some, yeah.
0: uh, some affordable housing issues that I think are going to be in your future.
1: I mean, it's <laughs> like they they literally like take over town. So the top in areas right now are of course Santa Monica, downtown LA is totally thriving. Pasadena's trying to make moves. Venice has always been super cool and chic, and. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, tech is just rampant there. i
0: now. mean just so imagining this. I mean, are they large office buildings? Are they little shops of like ten to fifteen people? So like, no shops. I
1: feel like um, I feel like the co-working spaces are really like the top that everybody's kind of turning to mm-hmm. right now. I mean, we have like Googles there and um, like tons of. Awesome tech companies, like you know, like that. But I think when you're talking about the masses, it's these startup, like that mobile app developer. The like my girlfriend Caitlin owns a company called Tripscope, and that's a menace. And she actually rented a house where everybody works out of, and she also like lives there. And so there's just you know startups. Mm-hmm. I think a team of five and less.
0: And then to totally just change the subject, you're I a love lover it. of shoes. You love.
1: I love sneakers, sneakers, guys' guys' sneakers.
0: Okay. I so them. wait, are oh, we letting me look? Those? Yeah, I know those are dope. I do like <laughs> those. They're dope. I know the little dirty. What are, are they? they? Oh, geez. you know I would have to unbuckle. Those your are thing. way cool. Not unbuckle, but I would. No, yeah. Them, you know?
1: Those are really cool. Yeah. So I um, think sneakers are like art, and so I love guys' sneakers. Hashtag sneakers
0: are art. No sneakers things. are
1: art. Totally. So like, um, I like mid tops usually, and. Mm-hmm. um... They're just great. And what I mid-tops? Mean, is
0: that like halfway between? Like halfway. Uh, Half-tops. Um, you half remember quarter-tops and like three-quarter-tops? You ever heard of that? No. Or is like that a thing? That was no. like, you know, basketball, I think, in
1: Oh, no. But 80s. like, I'll stop someone on the street and take a picture of their sneakers. Sweet. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I have a, a hobby blog called Sneaks Attack. Oh, And yes. so, like, I'll just, you know, I don't I haven't even posted it in a while, but I do. I love sneakers. They're just like... I drool over
0: them I know I do too I, I have a few pairs of sneakers that I, I get right into but my, my work I go to job sites all the time yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. in the studio like this and like yeah. thinking of things and emailing and yeah. looking at whatever we're designing next but then I go to a job site yeah. and they get trashed
1: like Yeah, I almost I got oh, no, totally. like yeah, and sneakers. then the
0: stone fabricator and there's white chalky marble dust yeah. everywhere done those sneaks are done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never be clean. You can't wear those speed. kind of sneaks there.
1: I think my go-to for me, because I don't have too many sneakers for myself, I don't usually like women's sneakers, is I love a, what Adidas does. Yes. I usually get the guys' versions, though, but they fit me. And then I got these last week, these Converse, right? Cut. They're already dirty, but... Nice. Yeah. Um...
0: That's a real pretty color. I love I
1: love this. <laughs> They are a dip color, right? Yeah. I
0: love oh, these. Sky blue. <laughs> um, so you also, you were, you were looking on your site, learning a little bit more, more about you. Yeah. And you're the girl who gets it done. Like, where does this come from?
1: Oh, so um, a long time ago, uh, I have a great relationship with Zappos. And okay. a long time ago, um, Zappos is a billion-dollar shoe Well, now. They're almost like Amazon. They sell all sorts of clothes. But at oh, the yeah, time, yeah. No, they were so like fun. a shoe company. So you like coming
0: back to shoes? Like oh yeah, how that
1: works out. Yeah. It was not intentional. But so I was um I was in Austin at South by Southwest and I was with Tony Shea, the CEO of Zappos, and we were trying to organize a group of people, a bunch of like A-list celebrities to get into this thing, and we were having a problem because it's South by Southwest in Austin. It's so crazy and chaotic. And so someone looks at me and I look at them and I'm like, would you like me to help? And they're like, yeah. I had seven minutes. We were all on this bus. Tony had this, like, delivering happiness bus. And I had seven minutes to organize getting this crowd of people into, like, some awesome venue. And somehow I made it happen in seven minutes. You know, I, I don't know how. And I had them all escorted with security. Like, it was just done. And then people... Kept asking me, "Who am I? Are you the publicist or are you the assistant?" And I'm like, "I'm just the girl who gets it done." And that's how like that's it just started. Like it just the girl who gets it done. And it's really it's funny because from a branding perspective, it's actually awful. It's great and awful. People remember it, so it's memorable, which is great. Yes. And I know you know a lot about at uh, least design and branding, like visuals and how to make people make something stand out. But from actually. Um, A a marketability standpoint it's awful because what does it really mean like it means I'm resourceful but like it doesn't mean I'm a web developer it doesn't mean that I'm a copywriter It it doesn't have that default like I can hire her for this and so, in that way, it's terrible. But I'm aware that it's terrible, so at least there's an
0: outcome. Oh my okay. gosh. You but should people like, remember it
1: for years. Talk
0: about terrible, you should have last name like Schlarb. Oh, I mean, it just it. rolls off the tongue. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed with this name. I get it, <laughs> it's unique. <laughs> but you just have to own what you're given, and you are uh, owning the, uh, the girl who gets it done. But
1: it, it really does embody me, all things me. It's just like, give me any situation in any environment, and I will just figure it out. Like, I just, that's, I'm just- That's youngest. awesome. Yeah, I just figure it out.
0: Um, so, also, you know, uh, or you've been pictured at least with Tony Hawk, oh, tell me yeah. about how uh, <laughs> how this comes about.
1: As have you.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> Tony Hawk, like childhood dream. I have a great same story same about story. that, but I want to hear how you met.
1: So I mean I owned an action sports company called Zex Sports and uh, that is still just so much of who I am as an entrepreneur. I feel like Zex Sports lives inside of my soul. And uh, when I started Zex Sports, it was actually Dive Tonight converted into Zex Sports because Dive Tonight was a scuba diving company. And one day my mentor came to me and said, "You don't scuba dive." you love skateboarding why don't you just have an action sports company and because at the time i was going to create a site where you connect scuba diving buddies together that's a a need in that industry Mm -hmm. and so i decided how novel this was before myspace to create a website where anyone in the world can connect to do action sports right and so um just one thing led to another and uh i created the first action sports social network i was one of at the time, I think I was the only female to have raised money in the action sports industry and then um, and then uh, my my site got hacked, like someone took me down, and I had to figure it out. and when I came back, my space had gotten like super successful, and one of my mentors, Farley Can, who's an amazing guy, said you need to become like the CNN of action sports, you need to be everywhere, you need to just be the media company, so I leveraged all my credit cards, I had like a perfect credit score which I like to sabotage <laughs> leveraged all my credit cards and started a media company overnight with my high school journalism background wow. and um, and that led me to like having relationships with some of the top athletes in the world and shooting the best skate award shows and snow award shows and surf competitions and so cool. it was amazing and that's how I ended up meeting Tony Hawk and I mean I love Tony Hawk since Gleaming the cube, like right. I, I've just yeah. been like a Tony Hawk fan my whole life, so
0: yeah. Oh, wow, that's yeah. awesome! I and like, I
1: skate too, I don't to skate, I longboard. I cheese yeah,
0: skate. yeah. <laughs> no, I like a longboard. <laughs> um, I recently did an event with Tony Hawk. There was uh, my friend Tyler Mitchell, yeah, yeah, runs, um, uh, Wilkes Bashford here in San Francisco. And he hosted this event. He, Tyler's motto is, "We're gonna do fundraising. Right. We have to have fun doing it. Right. Maybe, like, that's what fundraising is. I don't know. Oh my god, um, I wish. I wish. Yeah. Uh, I like yours. That was so lame. But uh, <laughs> I just thought of that right now. I was just watching it being spelled no, out. I really in my like brain. it, actually. Um, so he likes, and, it. and I've always loved Tiny Hawk. He had a, uh, an event one time where he put a half pipe in his monster loft in yeah. the South Market. And then he had the second one where we took over a whole parking lot. And right. I did this VIP section. Yeah. And it was extraordinary. Uh, Tyler had Tyler Florence there. Yeah. And wine purveyors. It was an amazing event. But I was recalling this um, uh, time in my life when I broke my arm. And it was on Tony Hawk's uh, skateboard. So my dad and I built this half pipe when I was um, eighth grade. Dude,
1: you, you had a half pipe? Well, I had a little
0: half pipe called Trick. Ramp. Oh, my dad and I bought though. it, and then I, I was like, Dad, I gotta get a new uh, skateboard. So we went and we bought a new skateboard, and that night I broke my arm. Like that. Boom. Just fell right off the ramp because the trucks weren't tight enough, and I hit the concrete and cracked my arm in half. But, but then also. skated again. Huh? Yeah, me. I missed skate. Right. I always skate, it's and everything. Yeah. But it kind of changed. I was telling Tony yeah. this story. Like it kind of changed the trajectory of my life. Yeah. A little bit because I would be in like random uh, junior high sports, right. basketball, right. Um, and I didn't play, or football, yeah. I didn't play that spring of going into high school, and I just started hanging out with different people because I didn't play the sports, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I had a broken arm like yeah, yeah, two weeks before school, and then fast forward, life's turned out pretty sweet.
1: Oh yeah, I'd say like, so. Like
0: I'm really digging my life. I'm really and digging
1: your life too. <laughs> if it wasn't for Tony
0: Hawk's board, yeah. I might be a basketball star you know something yeah, silly obvi- like that obviously yeah Yeah. So shack, yeah. watch out <laughs> yeah so anyway it was a fun like kind of full circle to meet with Tony and that's how I got the picture that's cool like hanging out for sure he's a nice
1: guy totally he nice guy really nice have movie. you ever
0: been down to San Diego to his facility I
1: have not
0: I was just seen some clips about it and talked to him yeah one of his the ramp manager and also a guy who skated with him forever yeah uh, Neil Hendricks I don't know
1: his, uh,
0: yeah. his purple hair like a lot of purple no um, yeah, purple. I can send you a clip and <laughs> I can see him but uh yeah, um, so I would, I'm just, like, fascinated with your whole story, and you've started all these different businesses, and you've know, done great. this all. Um, have you ever, I've started things that didn't uh, didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, they. I don't know if it was an epic fail, but, you know, you quickly figure out, like, that's not working. Yeah. And, you know, brakes, cool, pump the brakes on that one. Uh, you have know, any stories like that?
1: I've think my life. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, you know, my friend said recently, and I really like it because it's a really positive perspective. He said, if it, "There's no no such thing as failing. It's all like a, you either learn or you or you win." And Is that Taoism? Like, like, I don't know, but I like it. Like, it's a more empowering way to look at things. Right. But no, like, so Sports didn't realize my vision, and I was actually incredibly. I mean, because Sports defined everything about who I am as an entrepreneur. Because Sports didn't realize my vision is why I created We Are La Tech or at least why We Are La Tech exists now. In the beginning, it was a community project and now it's a company. But it's all fueled by like wanting to give a community of amazing, extraordinary, ambitious people a safe environment to build and to be supported. And it's because I was building and I wasn't supported. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe in myself enough. And I was actually more capable and competent than I understood at the time and if I could have owned my own abilities I would have um, I probably would have been able to reach my vision my vision was to be the Google of action sports it was like it was out there and crazy but I the mistakes that I made I mean I made a lot of mistakes from from different judgments I made with the team or different I mean it was like I mean it indeed was a learning opportunity mm-hmm. but before I um, had the maturity to understand that it was a learning opportunity i got depressed and felt awful about myself and i'd say one of the strongest life lessons that i've learned is i was so ingrained into sex sports as though that was my identity so when sex mm-hmm. sports didn't work i didn't even know who i was independent from sex sports because all i was was my sports company and so now let's say We Are LA Tech went away like an hour from now, like obviously that would suck, but like I would never get to that state of depression again mm-hmm. because I'm not We Are LA Tech. I'm a spree, and We Are LA Tech is We Are LA Tech, and I'm really proud of what I built, but I also understand it's a company, and companies are hard to build, and like I'm doing the best I can, and that's all I could ask for myself, you know? yeah, yeah. That wasn't my vision with yeah. my sports company. My sports company was like do or die, and including me, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Chips are all in, yeah. We are on the table,
1: yeah.
0: So, I use the same. Um, I see, like, I'm really psyched about how life is going, but if it all came crashing down,
1: yeah,
0: I would be like, damn, that was super, that was awesome. That was Wait, a good Would ride. you
1: really? Would you really?
0: No, but I tell myself that, yeah. But it's kind of settling when I'm feeling pressure in any part of my life, yeah, and, and like. That just kind of is a calming. I think we probably all have little philosophies yeah. that help us um, in whatever way. It, yeah. it adds up. The math works for your head. Yeah. You know, and that's the one that works for me. Yeah. I, would, I would just say, um, you know, yeah, good ride. That was awesome. You know. Let's do it again. I think.
1: Know? I think the. Something that's changed for me a lot are the indicators of what success means. Like before, success meant like Fast Company Magazine and IPOing and things like that. And now, literally, success means two things Do I create a positive impact on other people's lives? Um, and but pretty much, am I living a happy life just independently yeah. every day? And am I taking action? Yeah. So, if I'm taking action and I'm doing everything that I could possibly do to be a good friend, to be good to myself, and if I'm creating a product, and uh, or, or delivering a service that truly creates a positive impact on other people's lives. I've already succeeded no matter the financials or the revenue or whether something like works or doesn't I mean even Kodak went out in business. You can't like that's a, a blockbuster. you know like business is hard. Super even if tough. you've been in business for a billion years, mm-hmm. it's hard. So like to put those um, to put that kind of pressure on myself, like I did with my sports company where it's like, I am an awful human because this didn't work. That's just not fair. It's just not, you know, so my perspective has shifted and I'm so that's grateful. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. I, I also have this other one. Let's see. Uh, that, um, You know, when things don't go your way,
1: Yeah.
0: I ask myself, you know, Jeff, did you do your best? Yeah. And if you can honestly answer that to yeah. yourself. Then you can like kind of just put it behind you. I love that. But you can also say, you know what, Jeff, you didn't do your best there. Yeah. And that's like, you know, if you can get around that, That's also sort of settling. Totally. Do you have any other philosophies where they're like, you know, structurally how to remain positive or...
1: I mean, my mom gives me a great one that I love. She says, every no leads to a yes. Uh-huh. I love that. Um, the the two that when I give talks, I've given tons of talks to like CBS and I've spoken at South by and all these places. And the two kind of points I have that I learned in being an entrepreneur now has been one, we all create our own journey. It's important to create our own story, not replicate someone else's. I think as a young entrepreneur, like at 17 to 18, I was like, oh, I have to be just like Richard Branson, you know? Mm-hmm. And I... Richard Branson had his own set of circumstances, was in a certain place at a certain time to have his own opportunity happen, and I'm going to have that for me in a different way. And so to not try to be him, but instead just work on being me. And then a really important one this throws back to, again, believing in myself is my intuition is my oracle. So your intuition is your oracle. Because, like... There are so many ways to run a business. I mean, so many. And there's no rights or wrongs. There's just something different for everyone. So I need to find the way that's most in alignment with what works for me. And this is a challenge presented to me every single day because someone will say, you should do it this way, or you should sell this way, or you should have your website that way, or you should create your product that way. And I just need to, I like to, I do my best to meditate. Like I use Headspace app to meditate and just kind of like, be calm and be like, what is my body? What is it like in my skin? What do I feel is right for me? And then maybe it won't work, but at least I was listening to myself and, and giving it a shot. Because if I don't even try, how will I know? And it takes a whole hell of a lot of faith to run as you know, we both know. Running a I'm running a business, I I would do everything all over again, but I think it's either in you or it's not. I don't think it's something I wouldn't even recommend it to be acquired like if you have a happy job at Disney stay with your happy job at Disney you <laughs> know <laughs> like like it's h- tough work being an entrepreneur but um it's just something that's in my blood like when I get to see my team realizing their dreams in tandem with me realizing my own that is just the most powerful gift and I feel so honored and privileged that the universe allows me the opportunity to be that person in people's lives yeah what are yeah. some of
0: the things you guys are up to? Maybe. Oh now?
1: Yeah. Um well I love it's uh, podcasting. I love the podcast. I wanna grow the podcast even further. We've been out of production for a while because we've been doing this experience called we produce eight to ten offline activities for tech the tech community every month. We do like horseback riding and escape rooms and chocolate tastings and jetpack jumping and all these things. So um so I wanna get back into the podcast and I wanna do other podcast shows as well. And uh, last night, we did this amazing, amazing event to celebrate LA female founders. We had 200 people there. It was a packed house. Amazing. Was Was that timed in any
0: way for other women kind of coming up at the moment? What was that? well you had an oh. event yesterday
1: oh so it wasn't it wasn't but here's one of the big um, challenges supposedly or complaints in LA from the female community is that um, they don't get funding and so I was approached by tech. will you do a, a pitch event with with us in yeah. um, LA and I said you know we don't need another one and they said I said you know but there's this There's this group of people, these women, that feel like they're really held back. So if we do a pitch event celebrating them, I'd consider it. They're like, well, what if all the proceeds from the ticket sales go to the winner? I'm like, I'm in. And Mm -hmm. so the proceeds from the ticket sales went to the winner of the pitch competition. And I felt it was, like, so spirited to show the community, like, we are rooting for them. Like, keep on trucking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I have two daughters, like, an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. And so, you know... This is the thing that's starting to con- it will it will keep burning brighter, but right. churning uh, through my brain. Yeah. Is uh, how can I make these women amazing, and how can I make oh, them all, and help them be bad. successful? So my ears and my whole mind is heightened on yeah. the subject of, uh, of equality for yeah. women and you know pay, equal pay, and things like that. Yeah. Um, I read somewhere that you're you know. Just, such an advocate for women in the tech world. I was
1: starting a women in tech show. Um, and really the message behind it is that if she can do it, so can I. Because I think it's kind of the, what is it, the five minute mile or the something mile. Somebody ran it. So nobody had ever run it before. I should really look it up what the exact is. But nobody had run this thing before. And then the year that someone, one person ran it, then a whole ton of people ran it. Right. And so I think belief is such a strong thing in our world that either holds us back or makes things possible and I just want to show community people that feel that they're held back that like if the first step and this is guys and girls right the first step is just believing something's possible because then we're because we have a lot of self limiting beliefs and we hold ourselves back. So, if we could break through those first, it's the first step to getting somewhere.
0: And that's kind of uh, the secret, isn't it? In a little it bit. It is a
1: little bit the secret. I sound so cheesy, Indeed. huh? You know you talk- <laughs> yeah. oh,
0: no, I mean, you had mentioned that earlier. Yeah. And somebody actually worked me talked about the secret at an appointment a couple on Sunday, actually. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you've got to believe.
1: I mean, we attract what we are, who we are, how we communicate. And so if we're going to put positivity and possibility into the world, it's high, it's a much it's much more likely that we'll end up attracting more possibility and opportunity. But if we put negativity in the world, then we'll probably attract negativity. I mean, it's I think as totally. as like Hokey as it is, that particular statement I think is pretty logical. Like, do you want to do you want to like kind of engage with someone that's like shining light into your world or shining dark? So, uh, I mean, even in the airport today, going around, I, I always have this really like really positive attitude about airports. I don't know. I think airports is like I just have the best travel luck on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. And now because it's been so long of always having this incredible travel luck that I completely believe that I have the most amazing travel luck. And I think that just because I have such a strong feeling about that, everyone around me from like the guy that checks me in to the girl, the security thing to the guy at the front everybody is like, yeah, you're making this flight like all the time. You know, it's just like everybody's in on it with me. And And sometimes I'm like, if I can only apply my strong belief in my travel life to, my, to <laughs> business, I would like be a billionaire already. Yes. You know, because the business having that tremendous heartbreak, like really it does, it holds me back. Like it's still there, that like festering heartbreak that I've experienced so many times. Um, I've had an investor meet with me for we are like tech actually meet with me in person five times. Uh he, like i the person sought me out. Um, after seeing me, like, speak on a panel, said, I really want to invest, right, uh, on a Friday, I'm going to invest on you on Monday, and ghosted me, like, never heard from the person again, that's heartbreak, you know, it, like, it, like, little life experiences like that, and then they accumulate, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm scared, you know, and so that's why I'm like, no, what, what are my self-limiting beliefs, because I just have that perspective, because I had that life experience, but it doesn't mean I need to, to hold on to that perspective. I can choose to have a different, more empowering perspective. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, So, I'm I'm just still curious about the the women, uh, the empowering of all of that. Um, What do you think the obstacles are for the women in the tech world? You know, you mentioned getting funding. What other kind of obstacles might there be?
1: I mean, so I don't like to perceive things in Uh that way. I know that there's a lot of statistics out there. You can dodge
0: that question if it's like... Yeah, it's it's not not about dodging. It's just I think... Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. It's okay. I want you guys... I want to have the most candid conversation possible. I just think it would be so much more empowering for our community. Like, this is why I'm creating the Women in Tech podcast, because I want to show other women examples of successful women in engineering, in who, who have founded a company, you know, incredible women in tech in product management to be so other women and men can see if she can do it, so can I, because I really think a lot of it is belief. I've heard different stories on like how women have m- haven't been able to raise money supposedly or alleged, allegedly because they're female or can't get a job or de- they don't get paid as much as we saw with so many pictures, you know, or something like that. These things may or may not exist. Most likely they do. However, it's not going to empower me in my life path if I put any attention there. I need to stay on keep my attention and focus on what can I do what solutions do exist and what resources can I seek out not not what I don't have control over you know and and of the things that I don't have control over at least I can set an example of positivity like this show the women in tech show so that like it's one more positive piece of content in the world to empower people out there so that they do just push forward through any blocks because I mean so many of us have blocks um and, uh, you know, what are we going to do? We just have to do the best that we can with what we have.
0: You are incredibly positive. I mean, you've oh you. You got this, like, bright, shiny <laughs> energy. Thank you. I is appreciate infectious that. infectious and thank no you. doubt is leading to such, uh, your success. And oh, your, thank you. Um, and everything around you is you know you're just bright. oh
1: thank you i have amazing friends that
0: that i can cry on (laughs) where where did that come from though what do you think
1: you know i i have had actually tremendous amount of life obstacles and challenges and um i genuinely think i'm a survivor and i'm a warrior and i um did not you know I, i i you make choices in life like you like life presents you with various you know um challenges or opportunities and you could either choose to fall or to, to keep on walking and I, I've always chosen to just keep on walking and um, I don't know where that came from I think maybe I was born with it um, I, you know who knows because like I mean this goes back to when I was a child like I just know that I've always chosen to like push through and like fight to have the best life for myself that I could possibly have and I'm really proud I'm really proud of it. I've overcome a lot um, and I'm really proud that, like, that I worked hard, and I'll continue to overcome whatever presents itself. It's not easy, though. My friends are my everything. My mom is, like, such a huge cheerleader. Mm-hmm. My mom is the coolest. She, my mom sends me these, like, I'll be published in, like, a, a magazine or something like that, or a newspaper, and she'll, like, send me, like, this huge email, like, celebrating me with all this positivity, and I'll write back, like, you're awesome, Mom, and she's yeah. like, God, oh, you I write you this whole novel, and you write three words, and, like, I'm and then so the other day, like a couple weeks oh. ago, she, she writes me like three words and I wrote back, like, that's it? She's yeah. like, I didn't think you cared because you always write me like three words back. I was like, I love your emails. Like, my oh, mom's the yeah. best. Yeah.
0: Parents probably don't realize, sometimes they forget maybe, yeah. of how powerful they are. Oh, like oh, their, their gosh, presence totally. is so... You know, endearing and motivating. Totally, my mom. My mom walks up a mountain every morning. Really? Yeah, she's amazing. She's just amazing. She's like the Jacqueline of women. <laughs> uh, do you? You're from LA? Yeah,
1: yeah. Born and raised, like in Santa Monica. Kind of thing? I grew up in Westwood by UCLA. Yeah, and then I, I lived in Malibu for a while, and now I'm in Santa Monica. I travel.
0: Do you, to you ever call it the boo? No, (laughs) I don't. That's very funny that you said that.
1: I don't think any of us locals call it that. I don't think so. No, (laughs) because
0: because we need somebody move from here down there. Wait, so
1: is is they they called it the boo? No, it's it's, (laughs) it's the
0: worst. It's the worst. Is San
1: Francisco (laughs) SF to locals?
0: Um, no, it's really San Francisco.
1: So you guys don't do the SF.
0: We don't call it SF.
1: No. Okay. So that's just us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like the SF Giants? No, i San Francisco Giants. All right, got it. Yeah, um, and then definitely don't home. you know like the the, the definite no no is to call it Frisco. Oh, like it's like the boo. That's the boo, right? It's right,
1: like right. The boo. Or Cali? <laughs>
0: oh,
1: Cali either. Yeah. Oh,
0: so I'm from the Midwest. I'm from a little. Oh, are like, you? Wow. Yeah, um, what's the life
1: experience though?
0: Yeah. You ever, do you ever do, you, do you anything other than fly over?
1: Well, where where, where is it? Where are you from? Missouri. Oh, Missouri. I'm from no, out I'm not to Kansas gonna... City, Missouri. Oh, cool. I mean, it's,
0: I'm uh, just curious. Ever, so, do you, road, you ever take a road so, trip? No.
1: I sure. well, yes, actually, I have taken a road trip, like, to Sedona, and some places in Utah that I can't remember right now, but I, I do travel a lot, I'm glad that I haven't just stayed in LA my whole life, like, yeah. I even went backpacking for four months without a computer or phone in Europe, um, in 2013, like, I uh, loved. to, yeah, like,
0: 2013, you're embedded, like, you're, you're, the phone is your, yeah, and savior. It,
1: right, and so for four months, like, just, it was amazing, and I want to do it again for, like, a year, Um we'll see how I'll pull that off with a LA tech company. (laughs) But um but yeah, I, I travel a lot. I've lived in Spain, France, Italy. I've lived in Chile, Argentina. Like uh, it's great. I've lived in New York, Massachusetts, Arizona, Florida. I've I really like gotten. I, I started traveling when I was 15. So, um, and really? I would just like every three months, I would move somewhere new, just by myself. Did you go with your
0: mom to go traveling for no, you when so, 15? When I was 15. Because pretty young, you don't go on your own on, at 15, right? No,
1: my parents. I don't know how they were or so did open-minded. You? No, yeah, I went on my own. My I saw a picture of the Eiffel Tower. And I was like, I want to go there. And I was just such an ambitious little kid, and I would read about grants and all these things. Oh, and I just like figured it out. You're but, super smart. But the thing i would never grant write. No, I'm more like straight smart. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm definitely not book smart. But then the thing that trips me out of the whole thing, yeah, I mean that's kind of crazy that I was able to figure that stuff out, but I can't believe my parents let me go at 15. I mean, that's nuts. So I'm, I'm really glad because it, you know, makes me who I am today. But that, uh, yeah, I moved to Port de Vincennes or something. I can't remember mm-hmm. how you say it. And it's just outside of Paris. It was like a bad neighborhood. Oh, <laughs> I right. lived with these other kids. Like it was, and my parents said I couldn't come home until I did laundry. <laughs> it was the first time I ever did laundry. I just kept buying more
0: clothes. <laughs> um, so what will We Are LA Tech... What, what what do you learn from in san francisco well
1: what I mean, are you hoping to
0: kind of like pull
1: so I used to fly here every week yeah. um, with my sports company um, because I had raised money. I went through Astia, which is like uh, women who have been funded to become better leaders. And so that was exciting. Um, it's just such a different town than L.A. Like, first of all, all your billboards are tech billboards. Like, that's not L.A. All right. Um, it's t- we're starting to get just a trickle with tech billboards. I'm like, oh, shit, it's coming. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I feel like... The one thing that's really different between Tech San Francisco and Tech Los Angeles is like you could still have the normal everyday person that doesn't really understand technology so you could get that real gritty feedback on your mobile app or your website. Then is it just, does it make sense in the everyday life? Would it make sense to someone in the Midwest? Where in San Francisco, everybody's so fully immersed into technology, they're, like, living in a bubble and they can't really see outside of that. San Francisco still does have the most dominant money and funds to go into the startups. They take higher risk than Los mm-hmm. Angeles does, so we have a much longer pathway to get to that where the investors there will just start, like, investing the way San Francisco investors invest. But, um... Listen, each of them have pros and cons. Uh, obviously, Los Angeles is cheaper to live in than San Francisco, but that's not saying much because both are very expensive. Yes. Um, yeah, I think, isn't San Francisco topping New York these days?
0: I think so. I can read that in the papers. I think yeah. that's what, that's true or equal or, you know. But like you said, it's all semantics. So yeah. They're all just so expensive. Um, so what you're saying is San Francisco kind of uh, perhaps just like the population, your rubber stamp's a good idea. That was a great idea. Yeah. Or, or they just kind of, they're not as raw, like you say, as for feedback. Yeah. are trying to back of the napkin and think of an idea. You no, know, I don't think
1: it's, like, a raw thing. It's more that, um, they're just so, like, they, they just think that they, like, know everything they don't take into account like just an everyday human that doesn't understand you know what coding is and what javascript is and you know uh, the term like ui user interface and all these things they just they just assume that all these things are known and someone will use it and an app will become successful overnight or something and that's a bubble like i mean to get you know a mom in the midwest utilizing you know a shopping app like that's a different experience than someone that is super tech savvy in san francisco
0: Mm-hmm. and when you come here do you go to Marin? do you go hiking or do you do anything I do like you can walk
1: everywhere that's really cool I kind of just go everywhere when I come I don't have a specific area it's usually like whatever tonight's art show is on Folsom I don't even know where that is apparently yeah. I'm going to the financial district later today for a meeting I did not know that until Robbie told me uh, nice. Yeah. so I kind of just go to wherever I do like to like have a lot of meetings when I'm here and to see front I like it to be very active and then I peace out
0: yeah that's cool there's not much
1: downtime
0: <laughs> oh man um yeah there isn't much downtime I think if if you're running your own business right and you're yeah kind of uh just kept, keep scrapping away totally wait I need to ask do you, you feel scrappy I,
1: I mean look at me obviously <laughs>
0: Oh, I see your fresh shoes. And I'm like, oh, she's...
1: Um, Nails it. No, thanks. (laughs) No, I I do. I run really lean. And I'm definitely very scrappy. And I take a lot of pride in that. I think from... um, So when I backpacked Europe, I actually met with um, entrepreneur startups in 14 different countries. And what I learned, that was my motivation. I wanted to become re-inspired. I had a heartbreak with We Are Tech in... uh, Let's see. It was 2013. So I produced the 12 um, segments and. 2012 and um, the person I had partnered with to edit the segments wasn't able to finish producing them and I was just heartbroken again it was a community project but I was heartbroken so I jetted off to Europe to meet startups there just to get re-inspired and uh what I discovered was that we're really a global community. Tech, it's not so strange because we're we. It feels very isolating building a company, but yet it's global. And so I wanted it to just like kind of continue me, meeting with them and get to know them. But they to go back to being scrappy, they spend their money so much more efficiently than we do in the states because we just have this like influx. We have like credit cards there. They have to use their actual money from the <laughs> bank. You know, here we have like venture capitalists, a hundred million. There they have like. Like they're like scrutinized if like they lose $10,000, you know? And so, and being an entrepreneur there is so much more high risk. Being an entrepreneur there, you're perceived as either, I mean, all the countries are a little bit different, but in general you're perceived as your greedy businessman or like out your mind. Yeah.
0: That is interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't know that there's that kind of uh, social. It's
1: taboo there.
0: Difference. Yeah.
1: Here it's celebrated. Here it's yeah. fail fast there it's like don't fail ever or you're like Love. you're uh, what's it called like you're disowned you Yeah, know it's, it's awful one thing you're like, like the like,
0: Amish being like cast away right
1: get out of here. But, um, but yeah, so I'm very scrappy and I take a lot of pride that um, that I'm really reasonable and uh, with my resources and I have an amazing team that believes in the vision and that we're doing what we can. One of my favorite entrepreneurs is Jason Freed who believes in building a smart company that's profitable that can fund itself. And and you know, Sophia amoroso if I'm not butchering her name, with Nasty Gal, she, same thing. She built a smart company that's profitable and both of them didn't take any investment money until it, they didn't even really need it and it was to do something strategic and i want to build the same kind of company um jason Fried says you don't go into a cupcake shop and take a cupcake for free or else the cupcake shop the bakery can't exist so like it's the same thing it's like why my t-shirts aren't swag because i have to pay for them you know and like everything went into producing them and plus people value what they invest in right so if you're just giving away everything for free which is so popular in the tech world anyway like Free, 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 social network free, everything free. I think when you, when you create something of value that people think are worth paying for, then you really have something. And so, like, no club member. There's not one club member that gets a free membership. Everybody has to pay, you know? And I don't care if you're Obama. Like, you still would have to pay the club membership fee. And then, then I know that I'm creating, like, a product of integrity and everybody's treated the same. But I want... I'm dying to ask you something. So I want to know how you started your company. What inspired you? What was that?
0: Um, yeah. Let's we'll see. Well, my wife, and Trey, and I... Yeah. Uh, we both moved here. I met her living in London. Yeah. This is a quick synapse, I guess, or yeah. a, a quick, quick button-up, yeah. that uh, question. We just were looking for something to start um, on our own. I have an entrepreneurial background, right. and so uh, we were looking for something. We thought about uh, importing wine, Yeah, because uh, she's from South Africa, and we landed on a design team. You know, and and we put our flag down and said, well, actually, Trey said, I want to, I want to be a designer, so I studied, and we were kind of just moved right. to San Francisco to have corporate jobs that weren't that fulfilling, right, right, just to get our, you know, feet established, of course, get some roots yeah. down, and um, I, she said, I want to get back into design, so I said, well, I'll help you, you know, and that's kind of how it started and um, it quickly just, you know, I, I actually started to think I was the, the business side of it. My wife would be the design side of it. Yeah. And it it just like grew together it's because so there was cool. much more worked uh, answers to yeah. be uh, yeah. <laughs> explained. I mean, yeah, I uh, people just needed answers. Right. So I began filling in and then I began, you know, fulfilling it all or not all, but you know, now we have a great team and, uh, and that's what, how my path developed
1: I mean one yeah. more question what was the tipping point where you were like oh this may work hmm. or what was that moment and well, how many years in was it because it. it definitely wasn't year one I'm sure no, so
0: year one because you've been two, in business
1: 12 years now
0: uh, yeah 15
1: 15 yeah, yeah. which
0: give me 5 yeah, yeah. I mean that's no so, easy feat uh, Precise, yeah. but I can tell you maybe right after, okay, right before the tipping yeah. point. Yeah. So we had uh, an accountant for our first like six months of the first year we we're doing. Yeah. So the first six months uh, we were in business, we did eighty thousand dollars worth in revenue, and we lost like eighty thousand so dollars. Right. So we were like eighty thousand dollars in the hole. Right. And our accountant said, you know, geez guys, I don't know if it's <laughs> gonna work out right. for you. You know. Yes. Right. Be patient, it, it'll work out. You guys it's like be kind patient. of just yeah. after that, when it did you know quickly start working out well, right. um, we knew we were gonna make it, so that, that, that was it. But it was kind of you know, we really had this no fear, um, kind of attitude because we're I'm from a little town in Missouri, right? She's from South Africa, we met in London, we chose to move to San Francisco because it's a dope place to live, yeah. And if it all fell apart, like I alluded to right. earlier. I just go back to living in London, or you know, we were gonna live, have our lives together. We were married, right? And go go live anywhere in the world, right. really, with her right. British passport, and South African totally. passport, my American passport, and we were like, the world is our oyster. We're just Be we're gonna our do language. our very best. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, we'll just do it again or do something else. Totally. And now you're yeah, one the,
1: of the top staging companies in the world.
0: What? We, we um yeah we we have an interior design team. We, like you said, we have a staging team. Uh, we're, we're super psyched but that kind of will be my last question back to you then. Okay. and it is this um, what's your favorite room in your house and why?
1: my kitchen because I'm in love in love with kitchen gadgets I even just bought two more shelving units for my kitchen gadgets I uh, so my hobby is aside from sneakers is I scout out kitchen gadgets I just like look for them everywhere and I just love them. And I order a box of veggies every week. And then I just love utilizing the kitchen gadgets to make the veggies into all these different, like, things. If you use a blender, it's different than if you use a spiralizer. If you use all these things. So I just, like, this morning I used my George Foreman. Like oh, just, you're kidding like, me. Like, I just, I might... It's like...
0: Stick and eggs for breakfast for chicken oh. yeah chicken breast <laughs> and
1: so my latest kitchen gadget i just bought myself a pressure cooker i don't even know really what that does i have to start watching youtube videos and i got a dosa maker and i just ate my first dosa like the other day to know what a dosa was uh-huh. so a dosa is like a, kind of like an indian wrap or something it's kind of like a healthy pancake but it's a crepe i'm not sure however youtube is my cooking friend yes. <laughs> yeah so, my kitchen, I have a big kitchen and I love it.
0: That's great. Yeah. Esprit, thank you like a world class thank you no, for coming in. And, and we actually do have, Robbie made sure we have the puppy so you can take it on the way out. Awesome. <laughs> Just, uh, I do you do, remember the yes, well, email Do me we need, the need to give you a puppy? <laughs> I totally want a puppy. No, this has
1: been so much fun. <laughs> thank I'm you. so grateful. It was serendipitous. and. Yeah. I just think your podcast is going to be so inspiring and amazing, and I feel grateful that I get to be one of your guests Oh my gosh, on it. it's going
0: to be, this is going to be such a fun ride, and I can't so. wait to meet um, more amazing people like you. Thank you.
1: San Francisco forever!
0: Yeah. <laughs>